Today's match is in the books, and now it's time to break it down. Welcome to Cougar Post-Match Live. Post-match coverage of BYU women's soccer is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. And by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Wilner and O'Reilly, immigration solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. And by Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's get you back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back to Hibner Stadium. Barbara Hibner Stadium here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Final score, Nebraska 2 and BYU 2 after 110 minutes of play. So for a second straight game to open the 2018 season, BYU goes into extra time overtime. Friday night, they got a winner at Fullerton. No winner to be found tonight as this thing ends in a 2-2 draw. Let's get you our Smith's post-game stats brought to you by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. And indeed, Nebraska uh, was more or less uh, dominant, if not overwhelming tonight. 17 shots to 10 in the Huskers' favor. Nine shots on goal to four in the Huskers' favor. 15-0 in corners. Now that's overwhelming in the Huskers' favor. BYU saw three offsides flags. Nebraska saw it twice. Uh, There were 24 fouls in this game, 15 against BYU. So you look at the corners against, the fouls conceded, the shots on goal allowed, and in a lot of ways, BYU's lucky to get the point. Not going to say lucky because it was hard-earned, but fortunate to leave here with a point after being down 2-0 through 75 minutes of this match and Nebraska owning most of the run of play tonight. Nebraska did a great job from the beginning of the game, just, uh, I mean, putting pressure on BYU and kind of disrupting their play and their flow of the game. Um, I think, like I said, all night long, they did a great job getting down to that end line and dropping those balls across, and they were extremely dangerous all night long. Individual numbers of note now as we take a look at our stats. We'll give you Nebraska first of all. Uh, Meg Brandt led the Huskers in shots with four. She had one on goal. Uh, three for Savannah Vegas. Two were on goal. One was a goal. She also had an assist. Faith Carter, three shots. All three were on frame. One of them was a goal. Sinclair Miramontes, two shots, one on goal. Teresa Pujado, a shot. Michaela Label, a shot. It was a shot on goal. Bilt had a shot and an assist. Huber, a shot. It was on frame. Grace Brown, a shot. And that is it for Nebraska, for BYU. Leading shot taker was Michaela Coulihan. Kayla had four shots, two on goal, including a goal. It was the equalizer in this game. Uh, two shots for Bella Foligno. Singletons for Lizzie Braby was a shot on goal and a goal. Shot on goal for Bella. Uh, two shots for Maddie Gates. Olivia Wade with a shot. Cameron Tucker a shot. And that is it for shots for BYU. As noted, Michaela Coulihan had a shot that went in the back of the net that came in the 82nd minute. It equalized this game, and Michaela Coulihan joins us now. You're in our broadcast booth at Hibner Stadium. Kayla, thanks for coming up. Yeah, of course. Let you catch your breath for a quick second here. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, again, you've played the game long enough to know that on some nights, uh, three points feels like the only just result. And there are nights where it feels like, yeah, a point was probably what we earned. How do you feel about tonight? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, at halftime, we were a little down on ourselves. Like, it's hard when you get you start coming into the half at 2-0. The team kind of surprised us, at least me. I think everyone else, too. They were very aggressive. And we just talked about how we either could stand up and battle or we could fold. And we came out ready to play the second half and were able to equalize. And it came in a really short span of time, too. Lizzie Braby's goal followed by yours. And suddenly you go from 2-2, uh, from 2-zip to 2-2. And now you are thinking about winning the game all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, I, I we were a little, we came up with the tie, which you can't be disappointed. But we were going for the win. And 
unlucky that we didn't, but very satisfied with the tie tonight, like you said. And it felt like in overtime, Nebraska found a second wind and had you guys on your back heel a bit, and the corners kept on coming and coming. And on the night, Kayla, 15 nothing in corners in Nebraska's favor. Yeah, that's unreal. Um, corners and fouls, that was hard to compete with. Like I said, very aggressive. We were just start battling as hard as we could, and unfortunately we gave up corners as a result. Okay, Kayla, what's going through your mind? It's 2-1, there's like eight, nine minutes left in the game, and you have the ball, you beat like three or four players, like you're so calm and composed. I mean, what was going through your head in that moment? I mean, you just made it look so easy. Yeah, um, I'm sure you guys noticed, but every time someone put their head down, they slid. Like, they were just all over the place. You put your head down, they were on the ground with you. So I just kind of had in my head, like, I make a cut, they're going to go down. So I cut one girl, she slid, the next girl slid, and then I was able to pick my head up and bury it, luckily. Before your goal came Lizzie Brabies, and that came off a real nice build-up that ultimately sends Braby to the far right side of the box. She has a really nice individual effort to put it on her left foot, where she's really good. And so from the upper right penalty area elbow, she launches a shot that was perfectly placed opposite post upper 90. What a beaut. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the alumni game, but she had two of those. So <laughs> kind of becoming a common thing for her, her left foot, upper 90. I mean, she just needs to keep taking them because she scores almost every one she takes. I was a little worried when you went down in overtime. Uh, what happened there and how you feeling right now? What was it? Yeah, you know, um, I don't know for sure what happened in overtime. I don't think that we were... I, no, think I mean, we were, you personally, when you went down, oh, it looked like you hurt oh, yourself, oh. I'm talking about. Yeah, so my knee got clipped, and I, I don't know. I think I freaked myself out a little more just because of the initial pain. But I was worried because you're, you're smacking the grass, and normally when a player smacks the grass, <laughs> it's a bad one. Maybe I was dramatic. <laughs> But no, at first it really did hurt. It was one of those stingers at the beginning, and I was just like, okay, I think I'm fine. Just give me a minute, and then I was able to get up. So on the air we're saying we hope it's just one of those in-the-moment injuries where it feels really bad for a second, <laughs> but she's okay, and ultimately you're up, and we're able to finish things out because uh, Josie had already gone out. We didn't need any more, and luckily you're okay. But, uh, hey, it's back-to-back -back road games, back-to-back -back overtime road games. You played a lot of soccer and find a way to still stay undefeated, and you've gotten four points heading back home for a little pit stop now. Yeah, for sure. I think that's exciting. Nothing more we could ask for. And to come back 2-0, that just shows a lot of mental strength and just this team, this team's something new this year, and I think we have a lot ahead of us. Now, it is only a pit stop, right? Because you get home for a day or two, and then you're right back on the road. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about we barely have enough time to do our wash. <laughs> and you, you, yeah, So laundry and then off to Texas A&M on, on the weekend for Friday night. Kayla, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you taking the time to hop up on here and, uh, and join, uh, join us for a few moments. Uh, nice uh, best of luck on the recovery. Uh, safe travels tomorrow, and we'll see you Wednesday at the VIP dinner and then uh, back on the road this week. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, that's Michaela Coulihan joining us here on our postgame coverage. We've got Coach Jen Rockwood coming up after this. This is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Postmatch Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For the final word on today's match, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Hibner Stadium here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Greg Grubel and uh, Jenny Bug-Smith, your commentary duo tonight. We called a wild one, 2-2 after double overtime as BYU battles back to salvage a point. And it was one of those salvage a point type nights as BYU was on the back heel much of the evening. But uh, rallied late in the final 15 minutes of regulation, Lizzie Braby and Michaela Coulihan with goals to put this thing into overtime at two. And then in the two overtimes, BYU doing enough to keep the ball out of the back of the net and leaving here with a single point. And so BYU ends its back-to-back -back road swing at Fullerton and Nebraska with four total points, heading back home for a brief respite before heading back out on the road at Texas A&M on the weekend, Friday night. 
And the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Jennifer Rockwood, has joined us here in our broadcast booth. We give her a second to catch her breath as we tell you that our interview is brought to you by Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. BYU improves to 1-0-1 on the season. Again, four points out of six in these two away games. And uh, now it's back home for a little while and then back to College Station for Friday night. So, Jen, congrats on the point. And it felt like it was, uh, again, a point that you really had to battle to get tonight. Yeah, I think uh, we got off to quite a not not a good start in the first uh, half. I think it was a rude awakening for us. Um, you know, giving up a goal nice and early was a beautiful goal. But uh, you know, Nebraska's came out and beat us to every ball. They were pushing us around, and um, I'm really proud of the way the girls came back in the se- second half. That was hard to do. Down two nothing in the final 15 minutes. Lizzie Braby gets the comeback effort underway with a beautiful shot from the right side of the top of the box to the upper 90 left side, and then uh, Michaela Coolahan helping to draw you even just a few minutes later. Two really nice unassisted efforts officially uh, to get you back to to earn a point. Yeah, we talked. We, we made some changes at halftime. They were really um, taking it to us in that first half, and and you know they they move the ball differently. They spread you out, um, and they just had players who like to put their head down and go. Um, which is you know, why we gave up 15 corner kicks, which I, is a stat I really haven't seen before on our, on our sheet. But, you know, I, I, again, it's a good lesson for us to learn uh, that you got to come out physical, strong, confident. And um, I thought we did a much better job in the second half. We stretched them out. We made them nervous. We, we started going a little bit more direct to try and get them out of their rhythm. And uh, we were dangerous. And, uh, and we told the girls, too, and they get attacking third, we just got to do a better job of putting our head down and going to goal. And Lizzie did that, and Kayla did that, and we even had a couple more chances, but our, our girls still aren't putting their head down and going to goal. So that's something we'll definitely work on this week. Where you were so strong on the wings and getting down the channel at Fullerton, that was Nebraska tonight, uh, pretty much start to finish. Oh, yeah, they they did. They worked us uh, up and down uh, the sidelines. Like I said, they did a tremendous job of switching the field and overloading and uh, just kind of took us off guard. We They just were physical with us, and we were getting pushed off the ball a lot in the first half, but really battled, I thought, in the second half. And the fact that we, we held strong, giving up 15 corner kicks but not falling um, in the second half and not giving anything up and, and battling through the overtime to get a tie after going down 0-2 and, and getting you know beat pretty badly in that first half. I'm really proud of the way the girls fought back and got them back into it, and I think that's a huge momentum that we can take into uh, you know the rest of the season. Jen, how do you kind of rally your team after being down 2-0 and kind of not uh, like – Friday night, very different look than Friday night. Um, and I know the girls are working hard, they're having a hard time just maybe keeping possession. How do you rally your team back from 2-0 deficit at halftime to get them to come out and fight like that in the second half? Well, the first thing we, we said is nothing what nothing that us coaches say tactically matters unless they just choose to, to start fighting and battling because they they were just getting outworked, you know. And um, Nebraska's good, and they were coming after us, and we just told them that they've got to just decide to, to win their battles. They've got We've got to win the ball or nothing else matters. And I thought they did a really good job of that. They really battled a lot, and, and um, you know, Nebraska's one of the more physical teams we've seen, and um, I think it was a really good lesson for us. You lost Josie Gwynn late in the match. We hope it's not too long-term. Didn't look good as she walked off, and uh, it's a chance to explore some depth now. Uh, any sense of what you might look like uh, with Josie and, and uh, what uh, you might have going forward? Well, we think Josie might have broken a clavicle, unfortunately. Um, hopefully it's not too bad. Um, sometimes three, four weeks. So uh, she'll be out definitely for a little while, um, which is a big loss for us. You know, Josie's uh, been playing really well. 
you know, Shea came in and did a good job. And so, yeah, we'll have to have some younger kids kind of step up and, and fill her, her spot uh, for at least a little while. And hopefully we can get her back before conference. We saw Shea step in. Who else might you now look to to, to uh, take up minutes there at left back? I think Shay. Shay's someone who's trained uh, back, uh, both at center back and at outside back for us. And so, you know, Shay hasn't had a, a good opportunity to play a lot of minutes for us, and this is going to be her chance. And she's prepared very well for it, and I think she's ready, and I think she'll do a great job. Undefeated through two road games uh, to start the season, and a third one's coming up Friday night at uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, this is this is big to go in on the road, um, win in overtime, um, and then come back from being down 0-2 and really, really being picked apart um, to come back like we did. I, I think that's a huge win for us um, against a great team. And, um, you know, there's so much to learn from this game um, that will move forward. I think I think Texas A&M will probably not be as physical, but they're going to be as good and they're going to move the ball well. And we just got to come out and battle a little bit better than we did at the beginning today. And they're off to a nice start, too. They went to Hawaii and won both their games, I think, maybe a 7 nothing scoreline over the two games. Yeah, Texas A&M's always strong. Um, I think this will be our first time we've played them in regular uh, season play. Um, they're usually a top 10 team and uh, really looking forward to going out. I, I love that that place, that venue. We've played there a lot in the spring, but this will be our first regular season uh, game against them. And they are ranked in the preseason mm-hmm. and then you've got more rankings ahead as the Stanford comes your way uh, here before the end of the month. So it's a it's a very difficult, challenging and, and so far a pretty rewarding start to your season, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, coming out with the result here um, and fighting back into it, I think says a lot about this team and the mentality and the fight um, that these girls have. And we've got to get a little bit better, a little bit tougher, um, be able to calm down a little bit more. We got really rattled, but it's a good lesson for us if we want to play at that next level. You know, this is these are these are why you come out and you play these tough games so you can learn and get better and see where you are. All right, 1-0-1 through two matches. Jen, thanks for the time. All right, thanks, guys. All right, that is Jen Rockwood, who picks up uh, the draw tonight. Her side finishes 2-2 with Nebraska. Jen's now career record goes to 363-108, and that's draw number 43 in her BYU career. And it was a well-earned draw from down 0-2 in the final 15 to taking a point out of Nebraska with a 2-2 final scoreline. That is going to do it for our broadcast tonight. Our appreciation to all here at Lincoln, who got us and kept us on the air. Uh, Connor Stang and the... Uh, Sports information staff at Nebraska, my broadcast partner, Jenny Bug-Smith, uh, the entire BYU staff, players, coaches, and others, Coach Jen Rockwood and Michaela Coulihan joining us post-game. It was Jen and Alyssa Jefferson in pre-game for our crew back at the BYU Radio with uh, Parker Kelly and Cole Wissinger, Terry South, Sean Fay, Sean O'Neill, Don Schilein, the GM at BYU Radio, and our thanks to ESPN 960 as well. Our appreciation to all. My name is Greg Grubel. Saying once again, our final score from Lincoln, Nebraska, in front of 919 fans tonight here at Hibner Stadium is 2-2. The Cornhuskers and the Cougars next up. It is BYU at Texas A&M on Friday night, and you'll hear that match right here on the network as well. So, in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Lincoln, Nebraska.